Hello again, it's Peter Bergman here for Radio Free Oz. With Everything You Know is Wrong, our daily podcast, this for Friday, October 28th, 2011. And Governor Goodhair faces a controversial execution. I don't care about Rick Perry's 20% flat tax. It's of no interest to me. But whether or not he allows a man on death row to get his due is of real importance to me. A group of current and former lawmakers, judges, and lawyers are calling on Texas Governor Rick Perry to grant DNA testing for a convicted murderer with an execution less than two weeks away. The letter also sent to Texas Attorney General Greg Abbott and Gray County District Attorney Lynn Switzer argues that the state should ensure certainty before carrying out the execution. A Perry spokesman said the governor wouldn't comment on the case and it's a matter for the courts. Henry Skinner, 49, has been convicted of the 1993 deaths of his girlfriend and her two sons in Pampa, Texas. Skinner, according to the Houston Chronicle, said he was too intoxicated with alcohol and codeine to have committed the crime. The Chronicle adds that multiple items from the crime scene have not been tested. He came within an hour of execution in March 2010 before the U.S. Supreme Court ordered a stay. The Huffington Post's Jason Lincolns reported on Perry's role in the 2004 execution of Cameron Todd Willingham, who was convicted in 1992 of the murder of his three young children in what was deemed to be arson. Yet subsequent evidence cast doubt on the forensic science behind the burn pattern. Perry scuttled the Texas Forensic Science Commission, which was looking into the Willingham case in 2009 by firing three members. Governor Goodhair, how could we imagine voting for you for President of the United States when you won't even give convicted men in your state an opportunity to prove their innocence? You know, you say that people who won't let the children of undocumented aliens go to college are heartless. No, this is heartless. This is truly heartless. Mend your ways. Well, here's good news for the emancipation of women and Catholics. The British monarch's firstborn child, whether a girl or a boy, will ascend the throne under new succession rules approved Friday by Commonwealth nations reversing centuries of tradition. That's right. If you were the eldest daughter, you couldn't be queen if some boy was born to mom and dad just before they kicked off. Elizabeth was queen of England because there was nobody left. Commonwealth national leaders also agreed at a summit in the Western Australian city of Perth to lift a ban on monarchs marrying Roman Catholics. So says British Prime Minister David Cameron. This is a big step forward for Catholics in England. Since Henry VIII split the church off from Rome, Catholics have been definite second-class, third-class citizens deep into Victoria's reign, three-quarters of the way through the 19th century. Catholics couldn't go to Oxford or Cambridge because those were Church of England schools. They couldn't join Parliament because they couldn't take the oath to the Church of England. They couldn't own property. They couldn't do this and they couldn't do that. Well, times have changed. Attitudes indeed have changed fundamentally over the centuries and some of the outdated rules, like some of the rules of succession, just don't make sense to us anymore, said Prime Minister Cameron. The idea that a younger son should become monarch instead of an elder daughter simply because he's a man, it's a man's man's world, or that a future monarch can marry someone of any faith except a Catholic, this way of thinking is at odds with the modern countries that we have become, he added. 
Right on. You don't think this is a big change for Great Britain and the Commonwealth? Well then, dear friends, everything you know is wrong. I've got Pastor Go to Hell on the phone. Pete, I got a problem with Herman Cain. Really? Uh, Herman's your kind of man, Pastor. He says he's following God's plan. What else is new? The two Ricks, Perry and Santorum, say that in their hearts they know God wants them to run, and Michelle Bachman claims she regularly receives assurances from God, uh-huh. So, what's your problem with Herman? I wasn't jonesed on that dude when he's just an ex-pizza pusher. Now he's the GOP frontrunner, and I got a humongous issue with Herman's 999. It's voodoo economics for sure, Pastor, and as a tax system, totally regressive. Who cares? It's the 999 that wears me. Like Crazy Michelle says, turn that plan upside down and you got 666 staring you in the face. It's the mark of the beast, huh? I screw St. John the Divine and the four horses he rode in on. It's in the numbers, Pete. Add 999 together and you get 27. And what is 27? Uh, four days before Halloween? Don't travel with me, Pete. 27 is 3 cubed. 3 times 3 times 3. 3, 3, 3. And what is the third letter of the so-called Roman alphabet? Mm, that's the letter C. C, C, C. Or in Spanish, yes, yes, yes. The opposite of 999. Herman Cain is secretly signaling to the burgeoning Hispanic electorate that he will do their bidding and turn the White House into a shrine for the Virgin of Guadalupe. You must be kidding. The numbers never lie, Pete. It would be crystal clear to you if you had my latest book, Pastor Go to Hell's Secret Book of Secret Codes. Send 1995 plus 395 to prevent mishandling to my church of Cain and Babel, Rathole, California. Well, thanks, Pastor. We'll be right back after this. Bob and his fantasy curling club have gone down to Transfat Tony's for a late-night snack. Waitress, I'll have a retro rack of dip ribs and a tub of blimp shrimp. Give me a basket of chicken fried fries and a platter of bacon bombs. I'll have the house salad with the water and vinegar dressing. Easy on the vinegar. What's the matter, Bob? Lost your appetite? Doctor's orders. My cholesterol is over the moon. Maybe your doctor knows best, Bob. Or maybe he hasn't heard about plaque attack. Plaque attack? The new cholesterol buster from You Bought the Pharmaceuticals. Each tab of Plaque Attack is a monoclonal cluster bomb of nanoplasties that kicks the ass of every nasty artifact playing hooky inside your coronary arteries. Can I go back to supersizing? You can pig out to your heart's content, Bob, and Plaque Attack will pump out the pathogens. Are there side effects? Of course. You'll experience noon sweats, hogwarts, porcelain stool, tongue lashes, dog gas, black and blue outs, premature emasculation, and fear of involuntary breathing. It's worth it. Plaque attack may not be for everyone, especially the uninsured. Plaque attack, a pill you can bet your life on. From You Bought the Pharmaceuticals, a deniable subdivision of U.S. Plus. U.S. Plus, we own the idea of America. Here's good news for the Arab Spring. Turkey is protecting and playing host to a group of anti-Assad forces. Once one of Syria's closest allies, Turkey is hosting an armed opposition group waging an insurgency against the government of President Bashir al-Assad, that murdering ophthalmologist, providing shelter to the commander and dozens of members of the group, the Free Syrian Army. 
and allowing them to orchestrate attacks across the border from inside a camp guarded by the Turkish military. Um, and Turkey was a big, big ally of Syria for a long, long time, and they are taking the most proactive stance in bringing this murderer and his murderous regime down. The support for the insurgents comes amid a broader Turkish campaign to undermine Mr. Assad's government. Turkey is expected to impose sanctions soon on Syria, and it has deepened its support for an umbrella political opposition group known as the Syrian National Council, which announced its formation in Istanbul. But in harboring the leaders of the Free Syrian Army, a militia composed of defectors from the Syrian armed forces, may be its most striking challenge so far to Damascus. The group, living in heavily guarded refugee camps in Turkey, claimed responsibility for killing nine Syrian soldiers, including one uniformed officer, in an attack in restive central Syria. I lived in Turkey on and off for a full year. The good people... They're Mongols. They're really, really tough. And if they've turned on Assad, then, then his government's time is numbered, and he'll be out sooner rather than later. Okay, let's wrap it up with the unusual, okay? A former judge in Oklahoma has lost his pension after he was convicted of indecent exposure for using a penis pump under his robes during trials. You say only in Oklahoma? Nah, just about anywhere nowadays. Donald Thompson, formerly a judge in Creek County, Oklahoma, was found guilty in 2006 of four felony counts for using the penis pump and wound up serving 20 months in prison. Well, he tried to get back his, his pension, and the court unanimously upheld the initial ruling by the Oklahoma Public Employees Retirement System, which determined that Thompson had violated his oath of office after he was convicted. The uncontested facts revealed multiple felonies committed while Mr. Thompson presided over jury trials, and the offended parties included court personnel, writes Justice James Winchester in the opinion, according to the Oklahoma court. The court reporters observed the felonious exposure of Mr. Thompson's private parts and testified to the fact during the criminal trial. The trial resulted in conviction of felonies. Those felonies violated Mr. Thompson's oath of office. How does the use of a penis pump so disrobe you as a judge as to expose your private parts? I'm not sure. I actually don't want to go there, but I have. Yes, I have, and I'll probably go there again or something like it. I want to remind you all that now we've put up the big green button on the Oz site at RadioFreeOz.com. Some of you have come along and donated very generously, and it makes a great big difference to Radio Free Oz. So go up to RadioFreeOz.com, push the big green donation button, and give us what you can. I know these are hard times, more for some than for others. Just do it so we can keep Oz in your ears. See you soon.